0: In the shattered lines On Earth. A not to fill With glorious ideas A chilling Exploration Of the rise With an arm across the torso, face on the navels With an arm across the torso, face on the pale monkey navels Cossacks are charging in Charging in the fields of white roses Cossacks are charging in Charging in the fields of white roses That's a nice suit That's a swanky suit Being a pope like no other I'm looking for a good cowboy Savagery Calculate cruelty It's hard to pick the worst bones It's hard to pick the worst bones With an arm across the torso Face on the nails With an arm across the torso Face on the pale monkey nails
1: It's midday on Wednesday, which means, as always, for the record, with Dan Gordon and me, my Billick, here on FBI Radio 94.5. Let us know where you're coming in from, whether it's on digital radio, streaming at fbiradio.com, or in your car, for example, on 94.5 FM. We want to hear from you. We've got a very special guest in the studio, the inimitable Marcus Whale
2: hi <laughs> we've been so lucky the last couple of weeks last week we had crater face in sweet angels this time another angel in the form of marcus well coming into chat not about his record we've already done the collarbones record but we want to talk about one of your favorite albums marcus what are we talking about today
3: we're going to talk about the drift by scott walker
2: massive massive yeah. album to undertake whole lot of music a whole lot of weird music but it feels like very very fitting for an artist like yourself to come in with an album that's a little bit left of centre, but there's a whole whole lot of great stuff to dive no, into. No,
1: I will say it is a bit left of centre because when <laughs> we first... Uh, I'm, not to throw anyone under the bus. Please. Um, when we were first, like, asking you what you were thinking about coming in to talk about, you'd mentioned Arca and Bjork, which is not to say would be super expected or predictable, but it is, I guess, very telling to you... Um, your taste and your music that you ended up coming through with this one kind of slightly.
3: Well, I, I think I would have had a great time. We all, all would have had a great would have had a great time if I had chosen Björk or Arka, both very important artists to me. Uh, but I think I just wanted to do something that maybe felt a bit weird for midday on a Wednesday.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, strap
3: yourselves in, get ready for this one, guys. Yeah. Love that, and and, and just. Well, I think that there's a lot of rich, rich material in this music that I also have thought about more a bit recently. Um, that I, I reckon is is worthy of the for the record format, maybe. Ooh. I hope.
1: Don't inflate our egos like that.
2: <laughs> you know what I was thinking, just to, just quickly before we dive into a little bit of backstory on Scott Walker, he's a little bit underappreciated. I feel. I think, like I think, like and people don't really talk about Scott Walker maybe in the same vein as like some of the other, you know, top top tier avant-garde experimental artists. Like I I don't know. I feel like sometimes they forget about him a little bit, but listening back to this album, I was like, yep, he's he's the man.
3: I think that maybe that's to do with the the worlds that he's come through. Mm. And maybe this is a way for us to talk about his career because it's been it's a very strange career trajectory. And one that I kind of aspire to maybe <laughs> Uh, So he he began as a teen pop star And then fast forward 50 years Through a bunch of eras Now he's making this Well, now in 2006 He makes uh, this album, The Drift Which is the darkest music I've ever heard
1: And for 2006
3: For 2006, yeah And I think maybe If you listen to the work that he made after that It's a little Either a bit funnier Or a bit Uh, more straightforward Hmm. this one is just really brutal
2: yeah it's interesting maybe like think like Nick Cave but he goes full full horror movie I was gonna
1: say yeah he's like a weirder Nick Cave we kicked off with uh, Cossacks R little birdie did tell me that you recently watched a documentary on Scott Walker that maybe spurred the decision
3: yeah no i I decided to do a bit of research for this and rewatch this documentary that I quite enjoy uh but I think probably is only for people who are big fans Super of his fans. work uh called thirty century man uh that outlines his career and and talks about it from start to finish um yeah i mean if 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 it, if I were to try and uh summarize his work like there there is i think a common thread about the sort of drama of the music that that he's written and has sung um there's always some kind of uh storytelling structure even if it's incomprehensible Mm. even if it's uh even if it's really tough to to know what the topics of the songs are Uh, Just kind of going back, watching this documentary, reading about some of the lyrics in the past couple of years, there are still really specific little things about each song. This one that you just played is still a bit opaque for me, Uh, but the next song on the album Clara is uh, very specifically about the execution of Clara and Benito Mussolini uh, in the 40s during World War II by Partisans. So you'll find if you look into his lyrics and and find these little kernels of clues, often there are these little indications. Often they're about uh, the executions of dictators. Hmm. It's a kind of uh, interest of his that maybe also relates to his uh, obsessions with 20th century U- European cinema. Uh, <laughs> One thing that's kind of funny from the documentary that I had forgotten a little bit about him is that in the 60s, and maybe, you know, throughout his life, he definitely comes off as a bit of a pretentious, uh, like, aesthete or something, you know. Uh, in, in this documentary, he was talking about how in the '60s he like wanted to move to Scandinavia and like visited Scandinavia and because he wanted to like hang out with people and talk about Ingmar Bergman, um, but they're all <laughs> like into American movies and that disappointed him. Um, so I think that that kind of cinematic angle, like that, I feel like a lot of the songs feel more like movies than movies. And
1: yeah, I was gonna say it's it's definitely one way to look at it. Like you have to. I guess if this isn't necessarily your kind of taste for you listening, get past the vocals and the warble. They're in there for a reason and it does kind of paint this beautiful texture to the stories he's telling.
3: That's it. He's, he's ultimately painting the words. Like he talks about how the, the words lead the music mm. and he'll know what to, what to write in terms of the, and what to arrange in terms of the music based on what the words require. So there is a, a, a deep and um, heavy sort of backing to everything that he's singing uh, that I kind of feel quite inspired by. And, and, and I personally don't really work in that way when I'm making my own music, uh, but I find it, I wish I could, I wish I did. Mm. I feel like it would it would enrich the work. lot more and that's that's often why some of the songs sound so like they're linear like it's it's not like verse chorus verse chorus clearly um but instead we're we're being taken through a bunch of different images and areas uh and the music will just follow the voice
1: stick with us on for the record as we get a little weird over the next hour with marcus Whale in tow joining us for the ride Um, Let us know what you're thinking on 0409 945 945. We'll be back in a jiff.
0: Hmm. The chests are still heavy. The legs long and straight. The upper lip remains short. The teeth still too small. The outside is green. i oh, a oh, 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 oh. She can navigate it in the dark She entered the palazzo at night by a side door to ascend in a lift to the upper floor She lies on the bed looking up not yet seen The signs of the zodiac painted in gold on the blue vaulted sea His enormous eyes as he arrives Coming near in the surrounding darkness His strange beliefs about the moon its influence upon men of affairs The danger of its cold light On your face while you were sleeping Nothing to do among men of affairs Sometime before dawn Her bare feet cross the floor She gazes from the window At the fountain in the courtyard
1: Sometimes I feel like a swallow A swallow which by some mistake
2: Has gotten into an attic
1: And knocked its head against the walls in terror.
0: Ah. Mm. Like what happened in America the body and poked it with a stick. It rocked stiffly and twisted around at the end of the rope. Every sign Finally I
2: back with marcus whale here on for the record breaking down scott walker um a fantastic record a really intense listen you've probably been hearing it so far we want to kind of dive back into a bit more of the nitty-gritty that's involved in an album like this um and also kind of talk about um the relationship that you have with this record marcus
3: yeah i'm very into it i did choose it after all
1: there was obviously a reason why it won you over versus what we mentioned earlier, uh, Arca and Björk. Um, what does this album, The Drift, mean to you?
3: So maybe I should bring it back to the first time that I heard it. Mm. I well heard anything from it. My friend Travis, who is my bandmate in Collarbones, he... Uh, our relationship mainly consisted of us sending music to each other uh, we were teenagers when we met so he sent Jesse, the uh, next track on the album after Clara which you just heard, sent Jesse to me and I was really you know how people talk about the music that changed their lives or like the, the song that um, made them realise that things were possible uh, right. certain things could exist it, it was this one for me I was like this really no music had ever sounded like this to me before that's wild. Um, these this kind of like opening I mean it even just just in the kind of opening sort of background sound that you hear I didn't even know how to describe it but I, th- I think it's a partly synthesizes partly Uh, low low strings playing a a a cluster chord uh that opening sound even before you hear the guitar even before you hear scott walker's voice i was uh really taken to another place and i think Mm -hmm. that was that was the the thing about it i was like this is transportive sound this is like a, a sound that can put you into a different place and that was what was really exciting for me as the song kind of unfolded 16 year old me is like listening to it. Uh, also puzzled, really puzzled, interested, fascinated, and puzzled by what the song was about. Cause I, I didn't really learn until much later what the references were, like who Jesse was, mm. uh, what the, the tall tower was, what was happening in Memphis, blah, blah, blah. Um, and even without any of the content, it was, it was the sound of it and the sound of his voice that really uh, opened up a whole world to me of what was possible. It
2: must have been such a jarring experience coming coming into like a world like this as a sixteen year old, not really having heard yeah. anything like this before, and then being like, "Whoa, this is pretty out there." I guess like that in itself must have been a real turning point for you in terms of like. Because I I don't know if you were making music as a 16-year-old, but if you were, it must have been, like, a real, like, man. I don't know if I could do this, but maybe.
1: But not even, like, there's a whole bunch of endless possibility they have just been shown that I can do.
3: For sure. It was... uh, I was making music at the time. I made a bunch of different stuff. Uh, But nothing that exactly sounded like this. I had... uh, I, I like to look minimalist music and right. ambient music, uh, you know, pretty music. That was kind <laughs> of what I was aiming for. I was aiming to make stuff that sounded really pretty. Right. Uh, and like your cigarroces or stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. I was a big post-rock fan. Cool. And was kind of into anything that was like drawn out and slow and instrumental. Uh, and listening to this sort of music I think you can kind of maybe hear later on like with the album I released a few years ago in Landsea the way that uh, Scott Walker uses orchestral arrangements Mm. like string arrangements and different instrumentations that maybe reference a lot of styles outside of popular music in service of a song uh, that that sort of breaking down the boundaries of style is something that I really was trying to do on Inland Sea, but uh, maybe a, a lot less experimentally, a lot less um, in, in, in a less heavy way, uh, but the, the kind of fundamental approach of being thinking, all right, I need string cluster here, I need like slides going up and down um, here, uh, and I don't mind, I don't care that a pop song shouldn't have them in there. I think listening to this song, Clara, and the way that it tells its story in, in little episodes, uh, it I think reminded me, has always reminded me, that you can do a lot within the bounds of a song. Mm. It can go into different moods. It can go into different arrangements. It can go into different instrumentations. Uh, if this song deserves it if the song requires it if it demands those moments and then it can become a kind of cinematic montage like you hear at the end of that song this uh, really gorgeous image of a dream of a bird uh, flying into a room and then being released Uh, and that just fits kind of alongside this incredibly brutal story that we hear of of um, Benito and Clara Mussolini being executed and lynched by their citizens. The kind of breaking down of barriers between different genre approaches, as like dry and dour as that may seem, to me it was really exciting. I was, uh, yeah, blown away.
0: Jesse, are you listening? It casts its ruins and shadows on the Memphis moonlight. Jesse, are you listening? Sky, put yourself. A building left in the night. Jesse, are you listening? It casts its roads and shadows on the Memphis moonlight. Jesse, are you listening? In the dream I am crawling around On my hands and knees Smoothing out the prairie All the dents and the gouges And the winds dying down I lower my head Press my ear to the prairie Alive I'm the only one left alive I'm the only one left alive I'm the only one left alive Alive. I'm the only one left alive I'm the only one left alive I'm the only one left alive As the grossness of spring blows its head against the window As the grossness of spring blows its blooded head Curare Curare Curare! Broke cries from the street Curare! Curare! As the grossness of spring rose a tomb of bloom to squeak against the window with the grossness of spring staining into the wall the chair had been shifted Ever so slightly Say five feet Or two centimeters The prints of my fingers Dusted from doorknobs. A lamp had been dimmed Some sawdust where a ring had been, where nice girls were turned into whores. Gardens with fountains where peacocks had strutted, where dead children were born. The splendor of tigers turning to gold in the desert, pale meadows of stranded pyramids. Sunny boy, such a sunny boy, there's a song in the air. Of spring lulls its head against the window as the grossness of spring lulls its blooded head. So slowly, shuffle across the floor. It's a lovely afternoon Yes, it's a lovely afternoon Into pockets of stitches so weighted with pins Into eyes imploding on mazes of sin The puddle beneath the cork, bobbing on a mild chop, that rolled in off the river dips and the open water beyond. Boy
1: we're coming back with Marcus Whale unpacking Scott Walker's album the drift out on 4AD in 2006 I would say even like a totally different time but it's been so lovely to hear Marcus how much this album has not only made and shaped you but how it's made its impact with music for you I guess like one of the biggest maybe not necessarily similarities but one of the things when you first or when Dan and I first listened to this when you said you want to do this album when you go back and listen to this record it doesn't take very long for it all to kind of click and make sense
2: yeah I think I think a lot of a lot of the time when I was listening to this and then I go back and listen to your solo record is that aside from like a few musical similarities obviously still worlds apart in terms of what the two of you are trying to do. But I think like vocally, a lot of his theatrics and the way that he sings and presents himself on record is a little bit similar to maybe the kind of thing that you were trying to do. Because it's it's funny because you're both such powerful commanding singers. And I think that was the one similarity that I I kind of picked up between the two is how like present you are both are on are on tracks.
1: You can't see it, but Marcus's eyes widened at the thought of a powerhouse vocalist. I think you
2: are. I think you definitely are like a very powerful singer. Thank you. That's right.
3: Uh, yeah, I never really thought about the. I've never thought of myself in next to Scott Walker as a vocalist. <laughs> that's 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 wild to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if I think about it, there's something about how Scott phrases and writes melodies around quite odd, harmonically strange music mm. that, yeah, for sure would have had an influence on me uh, because I do kind of relish the opportunity to like make melodies in contexts that feel like they don't deserve them or... Not not don't deserve them, but, but feel like there's no m- melody there. Do you think a lot of um
2: what comes down to the specialness of his music is how believable it is? because I feel like not many artists could really get away with incorporating you know the brain of a donkey or like like a demonic um Donald Duck impression <laughs> and and people take it seriously. but I think I feel like with Scott Walker, like there's always intent behind everything he does and he he delivers it with such conviction where you kind of go yeah okay
3: well i reckon partly it's because he's maybe like a well researched artist and then also the brain of a donkey and the demonic duck impression are also like funny yeah. you know like i like sort of there's this kind of perverse black humor to, like running through a lot of his work um, because I think maybe in order to cut through some of the um, deathly darkness
1: It's almost like Andy Kaufman in a way like he's applying this strange ult- alternate um, like groundbreaking type of performance art into music
3: For sure I, I think if, if we think about Andy Kaufman it's ultimately in service of, of like even if it seems weird even Mm. if it seems a bit off Mm. or like not in a structure that we're used to, it's ultimately about communicating some kind of idea to us and also affecting us in a certain way. Yeah, Um, You know, like this music isn't weird for no reason. There's always a purpose behind. Pretty much every sound is like very specific, Mm. very, very considered. And it makes sense because this album did take 11 years. Well, there's 11 year gap between his previous album Tilt and this one so you know there's a lot of every moment in the music has to be has to have a reason for being there i think the other thing about it being groundbreaking uh, or doing things experimentally i think the the thing about that that i really love is that it doesn't feel anyway to me maybe maybe because i'm a fan it doesn't feel like it's uh putting it on yeah it feels like it was it was necessary it feels like i mean maybe this is what we were talking about before like the the songs what the songs are about mm. the the concepts feels like they require it to sound this way it, uh, and and that his voice kind of has the gravitas to to pull it off mm. and to to take it take us with with him on these these journeys through the nightmare of humanity uh, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. Someone's got to do it. He and talks- hey, if it's Scott Walker, then that's, that's the person. That's the guy.
1: Just really quickly, moving back for a second, uh, I, th- I think it's really interesting that you say, Marcus, that what you're trying to do with music is the opposite of Scott Walker in that you make the music first versus him uh, coming up with a story, or not, not even a story, but getting the words out and making a visual Attachment to that. Let's go with that description. Um, What else have you taken on that Scott Walker has shown you when you make music?
3: I think a lot of the decisions, the musical decisions, the musical decision making. In pop music, we often have those purposes pre-built in Mm. the structures that we use. You know, we are intending to communicate with an audience in a structure that they understand, first chorus, whatever, um snare you know, backbeats, uh, hot drops, um, sick <laughs> synths, whatever. Uh but with his music I feel like this each sound is uh built up in and of itself with its own purpose and with its own way of communicating that is in in the context of the words and in the context of the singing, mm. and so I have found, I think that what happens in that context is that uh, when you're not serving a groove or serving a feel, if the sound is serving the song, then you can be really bold with the mm. choices that you make. You can have like, uh, you can think of the sound as being this sort of sculptural force rather than um, rather than a, a, a groove, like something to dance to. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe one thing that I have taken from it is the possibility of making really bold choices in the sound.
2: I guess the, the, there's, there's kind of one, one other comparison that I think really suits the two of you, if we're going to keep, keep comparing, is the, the way that Scott... Because uh, admittedly, I'd, I'd listened to Scott Walker's music before, I'd heard his albums, but I hadn't really gone very in-depth into his like like backstory as an artist what he's been through because it's kind of a wild ride and it's a really unexpected ride and I think the two the thing that the both of the two of you share is probably that um never being boxed in quality I feel like
1: yeah
2: I feel like you as an artist can and will go wherever which way you want and it doesn't necessarily it, it will never be seen as like a wrong move, if that makes sense. And that kind of seems similarly fitting um, with Scott Walker and, and the things that he's been through, being a pop sensation, being in pop bands, doing, making avant-garde music, making orchestral music. Making, it kind of seems like he wants to do everything there and in between. And I feel like you can do that and, and have been doing that as an artist.
3: Well, I think maybe the the thing about Scott Walker being able to do what he's done um is that there is a kind of historical context to it. You know, he uh, was in a wildly popular group called the Walker Brothers in the 60s, then made a number of albums in the late 60s solo that uh, became increasingly uh, off the grid a little bit. And the fourth one was, was very commercially unsuccessful and um, led to him basically having to stop writing music for himself and it was only when his record company when the walker brothers record company was going broke that the walker brothers came back with an album in 1978 night flights that scott and and also the other members of the walker brothers were able to just go out there and say hey we're gonna put out an album of songs that we write and we don't care because the company is going broke and no one can tell us not to do it and from there, you hear the first strains of him going in this like newer, more experimental direction, and not having those expectations, and not, being, not needing to make a certain type of music allowed him to explore all these different things. And I think he rode that wa- wave all the way to his death, in a way, where he could just do whatever he felt like, because the expectations were not there. Mm. And I think maybe... Making that solo album for me because there's no precedent for it. And also because I'm not like a famous person, Um, I was able to explore a bunch of stuff that might, you know, might go wrong. People might not be into it, might not sound super standard because there's no expectation for me to do anything. In particular. Mm. Uh, it's like a really liberating zone. to well, That's what end. I was going
2: to say it must be so nice as an artist and not have any like that kind of dark cloud over your head where you're you're not allowed to do this or you're not allowed to do that where you can kind of be super freely express yourself in any which way you kind of choose and, and that's fine because you're the one in total control. I feel like that's definitely where he was at as an artist when he was making this record 100%. Um,
1: Marcus thank you so much for coming on for the record today. It's been a real Pleasant and and such a moment to be able to unpack an album like this that has obviously seemed to have a really big impact on you, you, your work in music, your approach as a musician, so thank you so much.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. On that note, we're going to listen to one more track off the Scott Walker record, The Drift. It's called Q, and it goes for a very long time. So strap yourselves in. We will see you next week. Stick around for lunch here on FBI Radio 94.5. You've been listening to For The Record?
1: Grab us wherever you get your podcasts from. What do
0: so who have in common? Oh! Expect I'm carried by lanterns. Expect I will follow the aerosol pattern. Oh, yeah. you That black crocodile on the sandbar can't swallow it and bear it. From the void's flooded seam, clotting to paste, can't swallow it and bear it. And the jigger wraps pit! Darkness long, sugar wraps pits, bam, 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 choose me to shine. of moon So oh.